Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the main event. You're here listening with me, Daniel. And Aaron. And Nathan. Nathan's back once again, filling in for me on our review show. Thanks for that, Nathan. I appreciate it. How are you doing? It's fine. I'm good, you? Yeah, I've not been very well this weekend. Um, and I haven't really done any research for this. So I'm coming on. I'm still not feeling the best, but I feel much better than I have the last couple of days. So... I'm going to be the layman for this podcast. I'll be the voice of people who haven't done any research uh, to you two fine gentlemen, and you can tell me where I'm wrong and steer me in the right direction. The only things that I really know of are FPL-related for football scores. I've caught glimpses of a couple of goals and half a game here and there, but it's not really been much. I haven't been able to even look at my phone too much, so... It'll be exciting to see your thoughts today. We're excited to give them, Dan. <laughs> One thing I do want to say, I I love the the review show. Well done, boys. Um, but Aaron, for someone who likes to big up our podcast, you've missed uh you missed the Giroux shout from the group previews. Oh, yeah. I did a setting our in our group E preview come winter for that December period from the Ren game, Giroux would be a really good option. Ah, I, I apologize, Dan. At least but, it's out in the open now. But, how good is our podcast? Yeah, when it's too little, too late. Uh, but also, it's not advice that <laughs> either of us took. So <laughs> I think we need uh, these little nuggets that we're, that we're thinking of earlier on. I think we might need to write them down and put them somewhere so that uh, we can remember. If just put them as, as reminders in our phone. After week four, put in Giroud. Yeah, little alarms. <laughs> Why is the alarm going off at six in the morning, Daniel? Oh, I've got to put Giroud in my team. It's December. <laughs> yeah, Giroud's like the opposite to a bear. He comes out of hibernation in December. Yeah. Banging know. them away. Yeah, that was frustrating, wasn't it? Not as frustrating as me taking out the kettle there last week. That was um, nail in the coffin. Summed up, summed up life. It's not It's not like Ketelair had done anything since match day one, and he was playing yeah. left back in the league. That's what we were saying, like, because we had to guess your team. So we were like, looking at it, we were like, he's got two Bruges players. He was looking to get rid of one in the transfer he made, made sense on the day, but you just can't guess these rotations. But that's what we're going to try and do today. We're going to try and guess some rotations and some teams that may not rotate and try and find some good transfer options for match day six. We're not going to focus on wild cards as much but we're hoping that the advice that we give can help for those who are still planning on using a wild card or have saved it for this game week. But we're hoping that we can help with that, but we're not focusing on it this game week, just kind of who can we get some last minute points to try and not fall down the ranks with low scores, which I'm quite worried about. I don't know how you two feel, but I'm worried that this is going to be another low, another scoring game week. It's going to be another 2020 week, isn't it? I think we are set for another low-scoring week, but I think everyone is, other than those wild-card. And what we've got now is a situation where the Brave will wild-card and get most likely really good returns, but then they're selling themselves short for the knockout stages. But then they might not even need it for the knockout stages. So it's one of those things of... Just go with whatever you feel comfortable with. But you've got to have a plan if you want a wild card. You can't just go out and willy-nilly start picking players. You have to have a plan. Uh, and I think a very reasonable plan would be to just go for the num- numerical advantage of knowing that players are playing by picking as many players from the early Tuesday and Wednesday games as possible so that you know who is starting and who isn't. You've got, out of that lot, eight teams to pick from genuinely go with nearly two from each. Not quite, because I'm sure Mitchell and one of the early kickoffs. But and then at least you know they're going to play the amount. Had how many people playing this week? Six. Yeah, I had six people play. Like even if you just had eleven people playing, that's let's say they all got two points. It's still an extra ten points on top of what you had, which isn't great, but it's not so disastrous it's still when we say how important one point is just get people that are playing sometimes 
depends on what you're trying to do. If you're trying to consolidate, that'll be a really good plan. Obviously, if you're trying to rise the ranks and you really need to push, then you're going to have to take risks. And hopefully we can help with the risks. Yeah, exactly. So I guess I'm just going to, for the for the purposes of the podcast and the flow, similar to the review, I think we should focus on the games that are going to have stronger teams so that we don't have to worry about them as much. And so I went through the fixtures and the tables and tried to highlight teams that are probably going to play their strongest 11, knowing that their premium options are safe. And so starting with the games on Tuesday, I've got Lazio and Bruges against each other, but they're probably both going to play their strongest 11s. So Immobile seems like he'll be a good option for a lot of people, especially with the potential of a Haaland injury. Uh, It could save you money as well and for another transfer that you might want to try and fund, and he's in good form. And Bruges, you've got a few good budget options there who keep playing. And you don't I don't know how this game's gonna go. Lazio unbeaten so far this group stage. So they've got the form, although on and they won again on the weekend as well. Immobile scoring there as well. So what are your guys' thoughts on, on that game in, in specific? Because that's one of the early kickoffs on the Tuesday. I think that's all winning, but I think another standout player that we kind of overlooked a bit is Milinkovic Savic. You got another goal and an assist on the weekend, which just depends on what his price is, really. Eight million. He's just mm. he just back from injury. You know, I was going to say I don't know if he'll play. I don't know if when you're back from injury playing, he played midweek as well. Week. I was going to say he played midweek as well. Yeah. A lot of games. I don't know. He might play. The good thing is we don't need to even dispute this because we'll know if he's going to play or not. That's the beauty of this game. It's the same with the Bruges options. We know who to go for. We know that if Tiketle is playing an attacking position, get him. If Vanekin is playing, try and get him. If even if uh, but like look at who the forward is as a Bonaventure, you can get him. They're the ones to go for. Don't be messing around with anyone else. I wouldn't even go Voma anymore. And Voma's also got an orange flag because he's in my team. We know who to go for now. No messing around. And for this game. We know who will be playing, so hold off on your transfers and unless obviously you're on a wild card and you're messing around. But other than that, just hold off until we've got the team news. Yeah, definitely. Especially with all the previous COVID cases with Lazio. So I've had them two as players who, uh, as teams that are going to play their strongest 11. Zenit will as well, but I don't think they matter. There's no one there really other than I have Dortmund as playing a weekend 11 and that might help Barrios because he's not playing against their top tier attacking talent, even though they have a very good depth of attacking talent because it's not the the, the top, top guys. Uh, Barrios has a bigger potential of getting maybe his safe four or five points, which is good because I wish I had him last week. For other games on that day, we've got Group H. I've got all of these teams as playing strongest 11s because you've got three teams who could potentially qualify. You've got Leipzig versus Manchester United in Germany. Manchester United resting some of their players from the starting 11, but then having to bring them back in to try and do that comeback against West Ham on the weekend. And Leipzig drawing 3-3 with Bayern Munich. Very entertaining game. What are your guys' thoughts on this game? I think you're looking at a Leipzig win, but I think I've been narrow because it seems like if you look at the last two games, they're just leaking goals. Uh, yes, one was against a very good Bayern team, not putting that past them, but they conceded three against Istanbul. So realistically, I think there will be goals in it. So Man United, the Man United goal scoring options are always a shout. But I do say Leipzig win it. Uh, I'm beyond trying to predict either of these two teams. Yeah, they're just so unpredictable. Trying to, <laughs> it's just let it go. Just relax and let it go. And what will be, will be. So many song references in that. I was literally about, I was just saying, how many? <laughs> um, yeah, with that, just... If you've got them, stick with them. I, the only players I'd rush to be getting 
would if I don't have them would be Marcus Rashford or Bruno Fernandez. I wouldn't rush to get anyone. I don't see either team keeping a clean sheet. I've got no idea who's going to win. Probably a two-two draw or something. Known these two, like for Bantz, probably say like our oh, Leipzig will Leipzig will go into half time two 0 up and Man United will stage another comeback and draw two-two and qualify with a draw by the skin of the teeth again and something like that. I mean, I do hope that they are playing their strongest teams. The Tuesday-Wednesday fixtures last week were a bit of a drag. It was the... I am starting to get to that point with football where there is so much of it now. And trying to watch it all, it's just... You can't do it. You've just got to pick your moments. I am looking forward to Saturdays getting back to normal where it's three o'clock fixtures and it's all happening at once in one, like, two-hour stint with, you know, maybe one game before, one game after, something like that. But it's just, there's just so much of it. So when you've got these big teams resting players, it it's just not good. It's not good for anyone. So I hope that these two come out all guns blazing and just smash each other a bit. Mm-hmm. Angelino got another assist on the weekend. Beautiful cross uh, to Forsberg. Beautiful header. And Kunku scored. Uh, just really, it was a... Again? Good, yeah. Good Leipzig performance. To be fair, it took by like they pushed Bayern Munich to their limits, and I think you've got more chance of predicting Nagelsmann's suit than you do predicting the the score of this game. <laughs> yeah, I think Leipzig will be raring to go to get revenge on Manchester United because they know that at their best they are not a five nil defeat team. Like they they know they're better than that. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. But in terms of players that I would suggest, you like what you were saying, Dan, Bruno Fernandes, Rashford, that's it for Manchester United, in my opinion. You don't know who's going to play up front. You don't know whether it's going to be Martial, Cavani. So don't chance it. For Leipzig, Angelino, if you've got him in your team, keep him. And in terms of their attacking options, I think they've got so many. But I think Paulson will be quite interesting against... Maguire because both of them are quite bullish in their approach. So I think that'll be an interesting battle, but I wouldn't I wouldn't pick Paulson over another striker that is around that price point. Especially with so yeah. many teams not playing their top strikers. There's a couple of other budget options that are probably better. But in terms of the other games in this group. Paris Saint-Germain versus Istanbul. Paris Saint-Germain have left it late, but if they could pick any game to finish it off and seal their own fate, it is this game. However, Istanbul have not been making it easy for these teams. And so Paris Saint-Germain, they'll probably have to play their strongest team, but I think there might be a little bit of rotation in there just with a couple positions and stuff like that. But because they know that Istanbul are a harder team that a lot of people give them credit for. But what are your guys' thoughts on this game in particular? Is there anyone here that you're you've got in your plans? Looking at the looking at PSG's team from the weekend, it was it was quite rested. Mbappe didn't start in that. But for me, I think I can't look past Moise Keane. Uh, I think he'll do. I think he'll play, and I think he might get a goal or two. I'd agree with Nathan. If you're going to go for someone, I think Moise Keane is tremendous, especially with other forwards either having non-favourable fixtures or getting rested. I think Moise Kian could be a really good way to go. And for his price point, everyone can afford him. There's not one person playing this game that can't get him in in one transfer. Mm-hmm. So I think he'd be a great, great option, especially against Istanbul, who fair play to them have been causing defences some issues now, but their defence themselves is just completely capitulated. So why not go PSG attackers? Yeah, and that's the thing. Paris Saint-Germain have to go all out. Otherwise, if they don't and lose, then they deserve their own fate. Like, they deserve the Europa League because, again, that's their arrogance uh, or the naivety of the of the management and stuff like that because they know that they can beat most of the teams that are put in front of them. And so because of that, I'd think that they don't play to their full potential, but they have to 
And I think that means that people like Neymar, Mbappe, they have to perform. And whether they choose to go and rest players from there once the result is in the bag, who knows? But Marquinhos as well, he's a good pick, I think. You've also got Florenzi, who was rested on the weekend, who's been playing all their games at right back. He's had a few shots from from distance in their last game against Man U. So he could potentially get a return for 5 million. But I agree with you both at Moise Kane. And I would I would probably pick him over Paulson and he's 2 million cheaper. So you could have, like if you were going from a 10, 11 million striker to Kane, you have a lot of budget to play with. Yeah. And so that would be my thoughts on this group. For, for the rest of Tuesday, there's, there's a few dead rubber games in my opinion I, there's a couple of teams i'm not sure about like i'm not sure about barcelona versus juventus i don't know how that is going to go that group is kind of sorted as well and there's all the other qualified teams that i'm really not sure about who they're going to play chelsea sevilla we'll go through we'll go through some of these teams while we're on tuesday barcelona versus juventus barcelona losing on the weekend not going well at all, really. And there's all of the drama from the higher-ups saying that Messi should have been sold and stuff like that. So it, it just it seems to be Messi right now. <laughs> and Juventus... Laughing at your own joke there, Aaron. Oh, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise I made it. <laughs> it's, it all seems Messi. Robert Lewandowski looking around. <laughs> Just imagine you sat there, like behind your desk, with them the old action man eyes. You know, you could like move the little thing from side to side, and his eyes just, move. just waiting for someone to giggle. Proper shifty. Just replace. <laughs> just keep repeating the joke until someone, someone, please laugh. <laughs> uh, but Juventus won the the Turin derby on the weekend. They left it late yeah. uh, with Weston McKinney scoring and Benucci. In the end, scoring as well. I just don't know. This game puts me off. I don't want any of these players, in my opinion. Like, I think it's one of them where if you've got the player actually starting, then great. You're probably going to get a good few points from ball recovery and maybe some attacking returns as well. But I'm not going to go out my way and try and get these players in. I don't know how you two feel. I'm the same. I've got one from each team anyway. Yeah. I've got Jordi Alba and Cristiano Ronaldo. So I'm really glad they're playing on the Tuesday because it means I just get to put them both in and see if either of them do well. And obviously, mm-hmm. if one of them doesn't, I can, you know, that's an easy substitute right there. It's just a case of I'm glad they're playing on the Tuesday because if they don't play or if they don't do well, I can get them out on the Wednesday. I don't really want a wild card. It's just a pain in the backside game week six when there's nothing to play for. And next year, I'm definitely playing the game differently. I know how I want to play it. I know exactly what I'm doing already just as a tactic. Mm-hmm. It's just a case of with Jordi Alba, I've got, no, I've got no idea if he's going to be playing or not. I'm hoping he will because Barcelona, I've got so many defensive issues at the moment. Barcelona's home form isn't that bad. Their away form is dreadful. So... I'd expect Barcelona to come away with a win here. I'm hoping. The one thing, I tell you what though, right? We obviously play this game for fun. And the one thing I'm really happy with is I've got Ronaldo. I hope Messi plays. I hope it's Messi versus Ronaldo. And I'm personally Ronaldo over Messi. I'm not saying like, oh, who's the best or whatever, because it's such a ridiculous question to ask anyone. It's an impossible question to ask with a serious answer. But just in terms of who do I prefer... I prefer Ronaldo over Messi and I like having him in my team. So it just gives me something to cheer for this game, whether he blanks or not. Hopefully, and obviously, hopefully he does score because I want to see him do well. And yeah, I mean, I don't know if I've mentioned before, I don't even know whether Jordi Alba will be playing or not. Ronaldo will be playing. You're absolutely off your rocker if you think Cristiano Ronaldo is going to sit on the bench at the new Camp. Yeah, I don't think Messi's going to play wrong. because the last, the last couple of Champions League games has been left out because it's basically done for them. So I don't think Messi will play. Um, I think Braithwaite's going to be starting again, though, because he's played the last. He's played basically every game because he's playing. He's playing as the lone striker. But did Braithwaite play at the weekend? He did, yes, and he played midweek as well. 
So he's, play, he's played a lot of games. He might need a rest. But again, Ronald Coleman is absolutely crazy. If he drops Lionel Messi at the new camp, it's not like he's got to travel. It's not an away fixture. It's at home to Juventus and Cristiano Ronaldo. Like exactly. he can't do it. He can't drop. He can't drop them. And if he does drop them, he'd be one of the most hated men in the world for denying the world of Ronaldo versus Messi again. Well, looking at the Barcelona team from this weekend, the the three behind the strike were Messi, Griezmann, Coutinho, and then Braithwaite. And then that bus gets and Frankie de Jong in the midfield. And a few of them didn't play midweek. So it'll be interesting to see what Koeman does with this midweek fixture. And hasn't Dembele just pulled his hamstring as well? Yeah, I was about to say that Dembele is injured. Yeah, he came off. He came off at half. From the looks of things, yeah, he came off at half time. For uh, he came on at half time for Coutinho, so he finished the game. But from what I've seen, he did pull his hamstring. Uh, but I, just, I don't know. I just can't see Messi playing for some reason. Going off the last couple of Champions League games, really. Yeah, my only thing on that is that the last few Champions League games were travelling. One was to. Uh, to Dynamo Kiev and the other one was to Frank Varos so yeah like what Dan was saying it's at home and Barcelona have the risk of not finishing top and with all of the struggles that they're having I think they have to play it with we need to finish top because we need not that any of the draws are easy but it's a lot easier facing a second place team in some of these groups than it is playing the, the ones who have been dominant in the group stage. And I don't don't think you can risk facing one of them because then he'll be out of the job, I think, because with all of the pressure from all the presidency and the election and stuff like that that's going on in Barcelona, Koeman's trying to prove that he should have the job unless he's wanting a big payout, just a one-year stint at Barcelona. But I don't think he's that kind of guy. So, and looking so, at that league, looking at that group though, Juve would have to score quite a few goals to go top because Barcelona have got a goal difference of 14 and Juve have got one of seven. I think Good it goes on head-to-head, head, though. Cristiano Ronaldo! <laughs> Just scores eight in one game for you. Well, I mean, in the, obviously, they only need half that amount. They only need half that amount because for every goal that Juventus score plus one, Barcelona are going to be minus one. So if they yeah. win... I'm not saying they will, by the way, but I'm saying if they win 4-0, that's that done. Yeah, I'm... I'm, I don't know if you two know, but is it on head-to-head or goal difference? Because on Group B, Shakhtar is second, even though Real Madrid have a better goal difference and they're on the same amount of points. Oh, yeah. So I'm really not sure. I'm pretty confident it goes on head-to-heads. It must do then, because, yeah, look, I'm looking at that group now, and you're right, Shakhtar in second, Real in third, and Shakhtar got a goal difference of minus seven. Yeah, so um, in terms of the rest of the games on Tuesday, Chelsea are quite an interesting team. Uh, they played well on the weekend. Uh, might be interesting to give some of their players a rest, but I think one of the biggest dilemmas is because it's such a tasty fixture, are you going to have Abraham or Giroud up front? Or are you going to try and get Werner back in form? Like, I don't know how they're going to play it, really. Because I think Hudson Adoy will play, so he he might be a good option. And then you've got, like, the... I think, like, Rudiger will play, I think, Emerson, people like that, but in terms of the striker against Krasnodar, good fixture. I don't know which striker to choose because all of them had minutes on the weekend and Giroud is in the best form, so I really don't know. I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, Will Giroud play three games in a week, basically? Or will he... I think he might stick Abraham on and then bring Giroud off the bench maybe later on. And he'll have Hudson and Doyle playing. Yeah, I'm just not interested at all. If did he say Giroud played this weekend? Did he? Yeah, he did. He started. He started. He scored. Yeah. yeah, he scored. I'm sure I saw that. Yeah, just when I was flicking through FPL. Yeah, like if he hadn't, then I think it'd be quite a simple decision to go with Giroud. But if he's playing because he's in such good form, but Chelsea, are, I think they're pretty much guaranteed to finish top of that group because I've just had a look right. It's points in head-to-head matches amongst the tied teams. Or it'll be what decided. So let's say Chelsea lost this game and Sevilla won. They'd be level on points. Is that right? Yeah. Chelsea and Sevilla? Yeah, they would, yeah. Chelsea would finish top anyway because they've drawn and beat Sevilla. Oh, yeah, and okay. away goals go into that as well. 
if, if so it's based on a on a point on like a system so number one thing is the points you've got in your head head matches if they are the same then it goes into the goal difference so it works out like an aggregate scoreline if that's still a tie then it goes on to the goal scored um in the head head matches amongst the tie teams um which would obviously be the same surely if the goal difference is the same like I don't know. But then after that, it goes on to... So the fourth criteria of the first three are ties is away goal scored in the head-to-head matches. And then if that's the same, it goes into the entire group. So the the group, the goal difference in all of the group matches the and down that way. So yeah, we know that Chelsea finished top. So I don't know why you'd... I, don't, I personally wouldn't be going for any of their players. They've got nothing to play for. They'll be playing probably Timori and Rudiger or something as centre-back. Yeah, Hudson would die out wide probably as well. Yeah, if... if um, Gilmore in the midfield. He might even play... Like, he might even play Kepper in goal or something. He might, like, genuinely, he might do. They've got Krasnodar, is that correct? Yeah, it's at, it's at Chelsea as well, so... Yeah, like, we could see Emerson at left-back. Aspilicueta still probably at right-back. Um, have it. Yeah, show on play. one side. Gilmore. I think you'll, you'll. Is Gilmore not injured? No, he's back. Is he back? He might get some minutes. Gilmore. I don't know if he'll start. That'd be a bit much. Probably Tammy. Probably Tammy up front. I think you'll play Tammy up front. If I was yeah, to, I would agree. I guess. And then if he needs a goal, he can bring Giroud on. It's for me not worth guessing. Habits. Obviously, he had COVID, so he missed a few games and. He's trying to bring Pulisic back to fitness, but I think you'd probably rather have Pulisic for the league. Is Zayek injured again? Yeah, Zayek yeah, after 30 minutes. I don't know, because Havertz has just been a bit hit and miss, so maybe you might leave him out of this game. No, nah, I think you want to get him into form. I think it's a good... If you've got a player that's hit and miss and you're playing against a weaker opposition, it's better to try and build the confidence that way than stick him in the Premier League, especially when there's nothing to lose. If he plays yeah. badly in this game, there's nothing to lose. If he plays badly in the Premier League then it's, they've got a lot to lose. Mm-hmm. So I think Havertz would be most likely to, to play in this game. Mm-hmm. Jorginho has been, I don't think he's had that many minutes over the last couple of weeks. So likely that he'll play, especially control the game. And I yeah, think... Jorginho didn't play on the weekend. Yeah. You know what? Maybe, I think it'd be a good opportunity. You want my punt? He has a punt for you, fellas. Jorginho... Because if Werner doesn't play, he'll be back on pens. Kovacic will probably play as well. Yeah, he's not fantasy viable though. So no. too many. There's just too many if buts and maybe's with Chelsea. Even though they've got a cracking yeah. fixture, they're qualified and they're qualified top no matter what. So yeah, and the same with Sevilla going onto their game because with their position in the league, with La Liga being quite open this year, they they've qualified second. They they can't be caught. So I think the same as that, they're probably going to rotate, but it's it's really not worth guessing. If you've got a severe player in, at least it's on the Tuesday and you can easily substitute them out if they don't play. So that's uh, that wraps up the Tuesday games. So moving on to the Wednesday fixtures, there's a big group where any of these teams can qualify. So there's a lot to play for. That's group B. Starting off with Real Madrid versus Mönchengladbach. Real Madrid at home, they won on the weekend against Sevilla. So that was a good game. And it's just total contrast to what we saw in the Champions League, really. They were defensively solid, uh, good performances. And Mönchengladbach are in form, really. Like, they very explosive as we've seen however they drew 2-2 against Freiburg but as doing my research on that game Mönchengladbach have not won away in uh, against Freiburg in 13 seasons uh, so they've got picked up no points in that game so the fact that they got a draw is a sign of improvement I guess if you want to look <laughs> on the positive side but all of the the German media are very uh, happy about that Result thinking that two two was a good result, so I guess Freiburg's their their bogey team, but so much to to really dissect in that game. 
what are your guys' thoughts about the game, first of all, and then we'll go into some fantasy options. I think Munch and Gladbach are going to win it and they're going to go through. Yeah, I think it's going to be a, another interesting one that's just impossible to call in this group. If I was leaning one way, I would say Munch and Gladbach, but I honestly think it's probably going to be a draw. Zidane is going to be off his rocker to not play Casemiro again. We saw what happens when he doesn't play. He's Real Madrid's second most important player, probably after Sergio Ramos, maybe Benzema. But even so, without a pillar to build upon, Benzema isn't allowed to do his work. So it all depends on Casemiro playing. I think if he does play, I can see this turning into another like 2-2 draw or something like that. If he doesn't play, then I think Mönchengladbach will run away, run away with it. Yeah, and two around, we'll just rip through them again, I think. And that's the risk, isn't it? It's the risk of... Because last week, we were pretty sure that Real Madrid would play their full start in 11. Like, I know that Casemiro was recovering from COVID, wasn't he? So, getting his fitness back and stuff like that from travelling from Brazil, but they, it showed, and that's, I think, what the biggest indicator is, is that they, they lost to Shakhtar, Casemiro didn't play, but they beat Sevilla, looks solid, and that's because Casemiro played the full 90. So, like, without Ramos, I think it's criminal that you don't play Casemiro. Yeah. So, it, yeah, I don't understand it, to be honest, but he has to be played. And I think another indicator is whether Varane is World Cup winning Varane or whether he is mistake against Shakhtar Varane. I don't know which one we're going to get. But that it's that kind of unpredictability. It's that kind of unpredictability that makes this game really, really intriguing because it has so much implications on qualification. Obviously, Munch and Gladbach are in the position of strength, knowing that the other game might go their way as well, and it would take a lot for them to not qualify but this game finished 2-2 last time and it was a really late Real Madrid surge at the end that got them it so yeah. I can't call it but in terms of fantasy players obviously you run the risk because it's on the Wednesday of falling into last week's trap where people like Casemiro didn't play and we were kind of expecting them to so do you have anyone that jumps off the page in terms of these two teams. Alessandro player, Marcus Turam, Lars Stindl, and Casemiro. No way he's not playing Casemiro. I think Zidane probably thought they were going to smash Shakhtar after their last two results against Mönchengladbach. Completely underestimated them and they give him a good hiding. I can't see him doing that against the group leaders when he needs a win. I th- I mean, I think a draw is good enough if Inter beat Shakhtar. I think. It would go, yeah, if that was the case, it would go on the head-to-head between Real Madrid and Inter Milan. Which Real Madrid have won, is that right? Did Real Madrid win both those games? Real have won both, yeah. Yeah, Real Madrid won both. So, you can't afford to... Well, I mean, I suppose that's, this is one of them games, isn't it, where... If it's a draw, they can both go through. Mm-hmm. But the needs in that to be Shakhtar. And I don't think that they'll want to rest on that result. It's just going to be a nightmare to predict again. But Casemiro's not in it for anything other than his beautiful ball recoveries, which I think he's only at loads of against Munching Gladbach, and he got a golden assist in the last game against them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see it just being the same as the last time, another 2-2 draw. Yeah, he got 12 points against them last time, and that's even with picking up a yellow card. So, so solid, solid option. And he's still, I think he's 6.2, 6.3. Not sure. Um, And... I think he's a good price option for the teams that are rotating. So Casemiro should definitely be in there. And when we were talking about before about Paulson being around 8 million, 
you've got the two Mönchengladbach strikers, Turam and Plier, who are around about 8.5. And I think they're just, I think they're better options than Paulson because of obviously Manchester United's unpredictability. So this is an exciting game though, in terms of watching it. Um, but someone who is a good option as well, Stindl, he's got a price rise, 8.2 uh, from the last game week. However, he only got one game, uh, one point last week. So, and he didn't play, sorry, he played 79 minutes against Real Madrid last time and got two points. So it's going to be interesting to see how he does in this game. Because I think a lot more people will have him in the team with obviously all the rotation. I've got him. And I say, and I say, if you've got him, you keep him like, unless you were going to, go to like a premium midfielder but I don't know how many of them are going to be playing this week so I would definitely keep him I don't have him but I'm not going to rush to get him in either I think because then I've got to try and because that's what my biggest thing about this game week is you can like just totally change your team completely like wild card example and use it as a free hit but you've got to buy all them players back and the likelihood is that if you've kept a player this long, they've got a price rise. And so, yes, you'll have the extra 5 million, but you don't want to be wasting it on getting the same team back, in my opinion. You want to be using that to be able to go like the next tier up in midfield and forwards. But that's just my opinion. I think that's what I, put I wouldn't off. worry about it too much. I think that's a little bit of overthinking. When I think the most important thing at this stage for match day six is get as many people playing as you can and get as many points as you can, which sounds stupid when that's what you should be doing every week. But I think this is the one time that your game plan can sort of go out the window. If you are doing things where you're looking to gain point twos and point threes on players, you know, if you've had Romero from Atalanta or Jota, where you've got a 0.4 price rise on them or something ridiculous like that, then, you know, that that's where value comes into it, I think. And you can obviously look to build that throughout the course of the group stage. But I'd happily risk 0.1 million on a player worth of value to know that I was getting six, seven or eight points in this round because that 0.1 million is obviously definitely worth it because you could keep that 0.1 million, have a better player in the round of 16 or whatever, and then they do nothing anyway. Yeah, that's true. So I definitely think it's the case of, what is it? One in the hands better than two in the bush or something like that. I think, like, so I, I think the struggle yeah. is as well is that we just by reading the, the famous, fantasy football rules we are not sure whether five million gets added to your budget or whether it gets capped again at 105 i can't tell by reading it and maybe someone on twitter can can let us know i know the way it worked last year that's all i've got to go off and that is um you get five million added to what you've got so that'll be interesting as well I mean, yeah, it's, it's very uh, nice and very, very generous. Please don't change that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it was last year, but no idea if it's the same this year. Because I know they try to change the rules on, obviously, the limitless wildcard thing. Yeah. And without everyone's complaints, that rule change would have stood, despite the fact that they hadn't even changed the rules on the, on the app. Because the app is absolutely crazy. I'm just having a look through now, to be fair. Just with regards to... The 105 thing, see if I can make any more sense from it. In terms of the other game in this group as well, you've got Inter Milan against Shakhtar. The The last time that these teams faced each other, Shakhtar won. It was when, uh, obviously, there was the big price rise for Tete. I'd, it's going to be hard because Inter Milan seem to be performing better lately. They won again on the weekend. They're... Quite convincing. Lukaku's back amongst the goals. And last week in my review, 
I said that Hakimi doesn't seem to be in the plans. He then scores two goals this week. So I, I don't know what, what to make of that. Because um, if Hakimi is guaranteed to play, six million is a really good price for him because he's not a defender. But it's that risk of will Conte want to just absolutely attack Shakhtar from a position of strength? Or does he want to be conservative and play Darmian and add a little bit more defensive structure? So with it being on the Wednesday, it, it, it is quite a big risk. Um, But there are not many premium defenders that I can think about that are going to play off the top of my head. So it'll be quite interesting to see who actually plays and who doesn't, which is why people like Marquinhos have more appeal this week, in my opinion. But Shakhtar have been providing upsets against all of these teams, except against Gladback. <laughs> and so this game as well, I think it's really hard to call, but thinking of fantasy, Lukaku, he's been consistent. He's scored in three games in a row now since he started playing again, which is four game, uh, four goals. And Martin Martinez, he's also a good option. In terms of the other players, I don't know if I can trust them in this game for Inter Milan. I don't know what you guys think about it. I, I agree with you, like the especially the Hakimi one, like and playing on the weekend, it might have just been a fight a site of rotation and Damian's gonna play this week. Uh so I wouldn't be like going all out to try and get Hakimi. I think Lukaku would just be the only shout for me. Yeah, Lukaku would be the only one that I'd ever be interested in from that team. And Martinez as well, but I'd go Lukaku over Martinez. His goals last week in the Champions League. The, his second goal, I was with his right foot as well. His weak foot. You wouldn't tell. His finishing's massively improved since these days at Everton and Man United. That was always a little bit of an issue for him. But his first touch has winner, improved as well. Yeah. I think he's a, he's a much better player now. He's had a price so, drop as well. So has he? 10.8. So he's looking around about the price tag of Immobile. And so it's whether you want a way up. Do you want to play Lukaku or Immobile? That's going to be a tough, tough shout. Yeah. Well, we all need to get rid of Haaland, don't we? So that's the... Um, yeah. I've already done it. That's You've already done it? I don't want to talk about it. Who you put in? Immobile. It's, it's not the worst shout, but I mean, he's got an early game, so... I know. I, I kind of forgot and, you know, done my rookie mistake of, you know, transfer happy. I wouldn't worry about Nathan. Last week, uh, an hour before deadline, I press confirmed on Casemiro. He <laughs> wasn't playing. I, was I mean, just, at least we didn't, at least we didn't do going, a camera, though. I was literally just sat there going, what have I done? As soon as I did it, I was thinking, why did I do that? And I was like, oh, it's a good job it's Casemiro and he's going to play. Uh-huh. And I saw come out, I was like, you're an idiot, Daniel. You're an absolute idiot. What, what is happening? <laughs> Just had a momentary lapse of concentration. I've got one transfer left. Like, I haven't done my second one yet because I don't know really where I'm going with it because I'm swaying towards, obviously, a game we're going to talk about. Uh, I'm swaying towards I've- Romero. Yeah, I'm thinking of Romero, and I'm also looking. I've Vorma's got a big fat orange flag on him, so <laughs> gratefully he's got an early kickoff. So if he doesn't, um, if he doesn't play, then I'll I might take a hit. I don't mind minus four. I'm debating that with Coleman because I've got Coleman as well, and I really don't think he's going to play. <laughs> yeah, that's the struggle, isn't it? So we've already touched on it, but. The early kickoffs for Wednesday. You've got one game where the teams are probably going to be rotated, and you've got the other one which is all on the line. So Ajax versus Atalanta. Early kickoff gives us an advantage when we make our subs. Romero is a great option. I said that last week on the review. That well, it's actually no secret to get him in. He's the highest points player. Him and Rashford. So it's not, it doesn't take a genius to get him in your team, but he adds game week six value as well because he's going to play this game week against Ajax that are going to be very attacking. 
So it's either going to go very great for him as what like what it has been going so far in the tournament, and he's been averaging about ten points a game, or they're going to get loads of goals against them, and he's going to get a few minus points. But with the amount of ball recoveries, I think it will offset, and you'll still be a good defender to have for this game week. Uh, what are your? Is there anyone else from this game that you're interested in bringing in? Priore, maybe. For, no. for Ajax. Yeah, if he plays. But that's a problem. If I'm not if he again no chance would I even consider him when he hasn't he hasn't been playing and it's a Wednesday game, it's not for puns. It just yeah. if if anything, if I had him, I'd get rid of him, even if he was playing. Just it's not worth it. Not worth it at all. I think um obviously I've got Hatterboa. Which is probably enough for me in this game. I've got Gomez as well. I've still got Alejandro Gomez. Uh, I know he fell out with Gasparini during the last game. So I don't know if they've kissed and made up. Did he play at the weekend, Aaron? Well, that's the thing. Atlanta didn't have a game on the weekend. Okay, that's good. So there should, so there should be full strength against that Ajax, basically. Yeah, so it got postponed. But I'm not I'm just trying to look into why. I don't know if it was COVID related. <laughs> From watching being COVID related, half the Atlanta teams down oh, with no, COVID because of rain. Oh, so no, no stress there. <laughs> They've got a full week's rest. Uh, I'm yeah. sure that's uh, the Italian league helping them out. <laughs> might triple up, might triple up Atlanta just for the crack. Yeah, it's going to be a bad week anyway. Why not? Why not go the? Might just put in players that I want to do well. So Rashford, Ilicic. I've got obviously the. Other two Atlanta boys might you might put Romero in instead of Illicic because Illicic is a lot. Dan, how many points are you going to get hit here? Oh, all of them. <laughs> I'm just going to get rid of all my points just to get players that I want to see do well. Uh, yeah, Immobile. Nah, no, please do that and then come on. The, we'll sit on the review and see how he felt about it after. Yeah, Dan. So you actually got 80 <laughs> points this week, but you spent 64. How are you feeling? Well, you know, ups and downs. <laughs> Swings and roundabouts. Yeah. And then, yeah, with Atalanta, with them not playing this weekend, I didn't actually know that. It's just bad on my part for being the Italian correspondent. Oh, very dead. That's it. That's it. You're out of the fans. Yeah, group. Yeah, kick one out reason fans and league. one reason only, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know how which Atlanta are going to turn up though, because they have been very hit and miss. You've got the team that lost 5-0 to Liverpool, and then you've got the team that beat Liverpool with a clean sheet. So you're like, which one is going to turn up? Yeah, I just don't know, to be honest. I'm not going to go out and transfer anyone in. Well, actually, I lie. I'm going to get Romero in, follow my own own advice. (laughs) Uh, But So that'll give... My only hesitation for that is that I've got Sport Yellow and Goal, Hatterboy, and Romero set so a triple oh, up in defense. I've already got triple. I can't get him in. I've got Sport Yellow already. <laughs> oh. And I wouldn't even play him. That's the annoying thing because I'd play Banu. <laughs> oh, no. And I want him because I think he's going to get a price rise after scoring. The struggles. <laughs> So I, I, but I am probably still going to get Romero in, just following my advice from the review podcast. Just get more money, and get that value at cheap. So that's it for for that game, in my opinion. Ajax, though, quite comfortable. I think you kind of know who their starting eleven is going to be because it's been pretty consistent in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. So you've got like Tadic. He's probably going to play unless there's a COVID case. I'm not aware of, which is normally the case. Uh, Onana is probably uh, going to make another mistake. Onana. Um, but Taglafico, 5 million, not really done anything. He's not repeated his heroics from last season's Champions League. But that's the thing, like, Ajax are just such a good team unit. There's not really, like, a standout player. I don't know what you, your guys' thoughts are, but there's no one I'm I like, agree there. I need to get him in because they are a good team. I'd say... Tadic should be the one, but again, you can only have so many forwards. How many? Tadic is 9.1 million. Yeah. Priced out of it. Yeah, that's what I think as well. 
on the other game of this group, the er- other early kickoff, Michelin versus Liverpool in Germany. In I Dortmund. Think, I think that Liverpool will definitely play a rotated team. And if they don't, Klopp has no... He just has no opinion when it comes to injuries ever again. Yeah, he can pipe down and get on with it like everyone else does. <laughs> yeah, we should probably mention that Nathan in the group chat has been very, very hateful towards Liverpool over the past few weeks for some reason. Not Liverpool in general, just Klopp and his ego. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it has been quite... a. It's bordering on abusive, the type of words that he's been using about Klopp. <laughs> so... <laughs> but, an egotistical maniac. So with with this week, Nico Williams was injured in the last game for Liverpool this weekend. So with Trent coming back and he got an assist for the own goal, it would be quite interesting to see if Trent plays. But I think I wouldn't. If I was Klopp, I wouldn't. It'd be good to get back up to match fitness, but you want him for the Christmas period. So. Yeah, that's I why I think Trent will play though for the for the match fitness because he's only, he only had a hot a few like what was it twenty minutes against Wolves. Yeah, but he still kept a clean sheet and was solid. True. So I think he's good enough to where like with his passing range that he doesn't have to. Like yes, there's like the little few inches of sharpness might come back, but I don't think there's. Because of how good he is, I don't think there's too much that he'll have to do to get back to his best. But that's just my opinion. I think Jota will definitely start because he was on the bench on the weekend. Yeah, kind of what we were saying before last week. I think Origi, Minamino, and then because Shaqiri's injured, probably Jota will play up front as the front three. I don't know if Chamberlain's back. Have you heard anything about that, Dan? Not heard anything about anything this week, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Kelleher though, three point nine. I mean, Aaron's Irish connection there. <laughs> two clean sheets from two starts. Pretty That's solid. very true. I, I am debating. Like that is the other debate. Do I? It's either like Corbin or do I take one of the keepers and get Kelleher just for this week? That's the thing. Do you want to use one of the transfers on your goalkeeper? So unless you're exactly. wild card, and I don't know why you. If yeah, you're Allison's gonna Allison's gonna come back. Yeah. If you're wild carding, Keller has just such a no-brainer, isn't he? Yeah. Exactly. So and then like I said uh, quite a lot last week as well, Curtis Jones. He is a good option for Liverpool. And I just don't know which who else is gonna play. And so it's quite a risk. But Mitchelland, obviously, you've got the four point five ball recovering machine just trying to remember his name (laughs) I'm well for you there Kajust that's it he if you've got him in your team keep him in but he didn't play last week which is very disappointing he could just get you some points (laughs) nice (laughs) every time I hear his name I just think of um, (laughs) I just can't wait to be king. It, it was an Aaron joke just sat there and I was just thinking, you know what, I'm getting it before Aaron. <laughs> and if that Sorry. does not make the edit, I'm going to be really disappointed in Aaron. Yeah, so moving on. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just because I know, Nathan, you've got, uh, got to leave soon. We'll go through some of the rest of these games. Group A, there's still a lot of play for in terms of who's going to oh. qualify alongside Bayern Munich. So Atletico Madrid versus Salzburg seems like a very tasty game. Atletico it's Madrid. Salzburg as well. Yeah, Atletico Madrid sitting top of La Liga, which I feel like we've not really given them a shout out so far because they've kind of just been... I don't know whether they're being brilliant or the rest of La Liga is just really, really bad right now. The second I think, one. I think it's the second one because we've not really shouted about Atletico Madrid's performances, but yet they're five points clear at the top. But Barcelona lost to Cadiz at the weekend. I think that says a lot about the league at the moment. Yeah, but in these sort of games, it's Atletico Madrid. Obviously, I don't know if they've got fans yet in Salzburg, but Atletico Madrid will just stay solid and look for that one goal and then just defend the lead 
just in the beautiful defensive game that they play. But in terms of the game week, even though you've got a lot of defensive performances and def- like really good defensive options for Atletico Madrid, I don't think they'll keep a clean sheet because of how good attacking Salzburg are. So I don't know if there's anyone in this game I'd really bring in if I don't really ha- if I don't already have them. Maybe uh, Jao Felix, but other than that, I don't think there's anybody that I'm like. Yes, I've got to go and get him. I mean, do you guys know any, anyone who you would recommend? No, I'd think about the same. I'd be on the same wavelength as you. If I haven't got them in, I'm not going to rush out and be like, I need them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in no rush to get anyone. Yeah, but what do you think about the result? What do you think it'll be? Oh no, we'll talk about Who that won? after. I'll edit that out. I'll... <laughs> <laughs> um, and then moving on to the rest of the games, Bayern Munich are going to be very rotation, like very rotated. They played a rotated team last team, uh, last game, but they they're just quality all throughout the squad. So I think you're still going to get. Oh. All right. <laughs> so you've got Mon- Sane playing. You've got Muller played. Colbert played. Yeah. So, well, not last week. No, no, not last week. I'm on about uh, the weekend. Coleman and that played. So I don't think they're going to play this week. Yeah. I think it'll just be Sane, which is a good midfield option. You've got Nabri, who could potentially play. But. I don't, I don't fancy the risk because it's on the Wednesday. If it was on a Tuesday, I would get a few of these players in, especially if I was wildcarding. But I don't think I'm not going to chance it. But See, this is one of the debates I'm having. I've got Coleman in my team at the moment. I don't know whether to just bench him or to just transfer him out, but then I might want him for the later rounds. Yeah, what's your opinion, Dan? Again, it's just... I want nothing to do with this group mm-hmm. at all. Um, I've got Coleman. I'll be... I don't really want him in, um, but I, I can't really get rid of him at the minute. I think he would be on my sell list if Vorma's fit and playing. If not, then it'll be Vorma going. But if I've got the option to, then I think I would be getting rid of Coleman and going for someone else. But then again, if he plays, I'm screwed because he'll do well. Yeah. like this, The ceiling is so high for these Bayern Munich players. It's just whether they play or not. It's kind of like the Pep Roulette, which brings us on nicely to the Pep Roulette. I think this will be fully rotated, but I think it gives like players like Foden a really good chance of playing because he didn't play at all on the weekend. Again. So I think Foden Torres. Yeah, so I think Torres will play. I think Foden will play. And I think uh, Zinchenko Walker didn't play, but I'm really not sure about whether he will or not. Laporte didn't play either. It's just hard. You just can't predict Pep Roulette. But in terms of... if I did have to like, if I did have to put money or anything on someone starting, I think Foden will play just because he's been playing well in the last few Champions League games. Same so, with Torres. I'd, yeah. I'd say Torres is a definite starter up front. And we're going to enjoy listening to that when it comes to team selection time and we get the lineups and we're yeah. all wrong. Yeah. So, uh, but in. But for those who have listened to that advice and are like, all right, that's what I needed. I'm going to go and get Foden. If, just try and get someone else. <laughs> just save yourself the heartache. <laughs> Aaron's sorry. If you've already done it, Aaron is sorry. Just, I wouldn't risk it. There's just better options, in my opinion. So punty, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the rules are playing against absolute garbage. There's got Marseille, haven't there? Yeah. Oh, they're playing against utter garbage. Did Gundogan play against Fulham? None of my players are going to play again, man. I'm fuming. <laughs> it's because like, it, like it just seemed so clear and obvious, and yet here we are. I'm never doing it again. I'm never like oh, 
Gundogan had played 18 Champions League games in a row. I yeah, get him in. Can play. It's unbelievable. You he played the full Champions 90. League record. He played the full 90 on the weekend. He's definitely not playing. Yeah, Man City did not use a single substitute. I think that says it all for Darman. Yeah. Oh, uh, I didn't get started on Pep <laughs> wanting 25 subs either. What a knob. Ga- Garcia, Garcia, Fernandinho, Bernardo Silva were players that were on the bench who I think have got a I good thought, chance of playing. Gar- yeah. I thought Garcia came on at the weekend. No, he didn't make it. He didn't make a single sub. Wow. There's no excuse for that. There's absolutely no excuse for it. Not when you're arguing on for the five subs and then you don't make a single one in the game and then the game before that you only made one sub. And throw on Doyle or something up front, give him a chance for half an hour when you're beating the worst team in the league or second worst team in the league, whatever they are. It's... What about Marseille, the Premier League team that they played, yeah? Yeah, um... <laughs> Oh, I think Torres would be a good shout then. Yeah. I've got him. Torres would be the one I'd go for, personally. I've level. got him in my team, so I'm just going to keep him. Yeah, I think you. he'll play up front with Aguero being injured again. Yeah. So, and then on the other side, Porto, I'm really not sure what they're going to do. But obviously, you've got Olympiacos and Marseille who will play their full-strength team. So for them, I would look at who played last week for them and go from there. Olivier is the penalty take and I wouldn't look any further. Yeah. I've got Jose Sarr as my second goalkeeper. So I'll have to make a choice on which one goes in. If it's going to be Sarr or Onana. Both of them play on the same day, don't they? Exactly. I mean, how are you in that situation for a start, Nathan? Where you've got two goalkeepers on the same day. (laughs) It's me. (laughs) You've got Moran Chuck as well for Loco Moscow, who... Oh, yeah pretty consistent as well if you were looking for another midfield option but that concludes all of these uh group if you do have any questions about who to start get in touch with us either by leaving a comment on the youtube video or get in touch with us on twitter at ucl fantasy pod so just for the last few minutes we'll go through uh, some predictions real quick so we'll start with tuesday early kickoffs zenit versus dortmund We'll go Dan, then Nathan. Zenit Dortmund, I'll go 2-1 Dortmund. 2-1 Dortmund. I think 3-1. Lazio Bruges. I'll go with 1-1. 3-1. Lazio. I think Lazio win 2-0. Barcelona versus Juventus. I'm going to go with Juventus 2-1. Juventus 2-0. Barcelona 3-1. Chelsea Krasnodar. Uh, Chelsea to win 2-0. Chelsea 4-0. I think 3-1 to Chelsea. Leipzig Manchester United. 2-2. 3-2 Leipzig. I think 3-1 Manchester United. Dynamo Kiev Franco Varos. I'm going to go 1-1. One, 1-0 one. One nil, one nil Ferran Cavaros. Yeah, I'm going to go 1-0 Ferran Cavaros. PSG Istanbul. PSG to win 2-1. 3-1 PSG. I think 4-0 PSG. Ren Sevilla. I think Ren will win 2-1. 1-1. Sevilla 2-1 for me. Then on a Wednesday, Mitchell and Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool to win 2-0. Yeah, 2-0, Liverpool. Boring, I'm going to go 2-0 as well. Ajax <laughs> Atalanta. <laughs> Ajax Atalanta. <laughs> Come on, Atalanta. I'm going 3 1. I'm going 3 1 as well, Atlanta. I think 2 1 for Atlanta. Bayern Munich, Loco Moscow. 1 0 Munich. 2 0 Munich. 3 1 for me for Bayern Munich. Real Madrid, Munchen Gladbach. Uh, I'll go with 2 2. 
2-1 Mönchengladbach. 2-1 Real Madrid. Okay, less than a minute left for the last four games. Salzburg, Atletico Madrid. Uh, 2-1 Salzburg. 1-0 Atletico. 1-0 Atletico. Man City, Marseille. 2-0 Man City. 3-0 City. I'm going to go 3-0 City in a Milan Shakhtar. 2-1 oh, Inter. 2-1 Shakhtar. 3-1 Inter. Olympiacos Porto. 0-0. Uh, 1-0 Porto. 1-0 Porto. All right, guys. I'm also 1-0 Porto. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys, for tuning into this episode of the Main Event Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at UCL Fantasy Pod and hope everyone has a good game week. Have fun, everyone. Bye.